You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, Episode 9, How to Mark Your Bible. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And welcome to the show. Great to, great to spend some time with you one, once again. Hey, I was going uh, through my office uh, a couple days ago, and I have about five or six Bibles that are in my closet stacked up. And I brought them down and I started to look through them. Some of them are 40 years old. And uh, I started to look through them and, and uh, I was really struck by how many memories I have in my Bibles and how many notes I have made in my Bibles and how I've underlined and taught from the Bibles. And, and it reminded me of a very common question that I get. Uh, and that is, how do I mark my Bibles? Because I teach from the Bible, but I don't use a lot of notes when I teach typically. I try to, try to bury the word in my heart and you know get an idea of where I'm going to go. But I also put a lot of notes in my Bible that help me as I'm actually teaching. So I thought, you know what, this would be a great show. I mean, we'll just spend some time together talking about how to mark your Bible and a little bit about Bible care in, in general. And so what I did is I took, I took a, a number of pictures of some of my Bibles, covers, notes inside, all of that. And uh, uh, I, I, I put them in the show notes for this show because what I talk about this, I want you to be able to, to look at my Bibles and some of the ways that I've marked them, even though it looks kind of messy at times. But also I want to show you the, the actual instruments that I use to, to underline in my Bible, to highlight passages, to write in the margins and so forth. So I thought it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I don't, I don't remember ever listening to a show where somebody said, here's how you can mark a Bible, even though everybody that really gets deep into Bible study wants to mark a Bible and they want to, uh, they want to make it their own and make it personal. So uh, let's do that. Let's uh, do that in the show today. I want to start off by, by uh, reminding you uh, not only about the show notes, of course, and those are at ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, that's where you'll get the, uh, the show notes for this particular show. And uh, we'll give you all the photos and links and things that we talk about throughout the show. But uh, I want to thank you for uh, participating. We're getting so many good comments, great feedback from you. And uh, honestly, it really helps. It helps us in developing shows. It helps us in knowing what, what do people want to hear, what would be helpful. And if you've got an idea for a show, then you can get in touch with me simply by uh, emailing me at thejeffcavenshow at ascensionpress.com. And if you listen on iTunes to the show, you can rate the show and leave some comments there. Love to hear from you. Really appreciate the feedback. Okay, so let's take a look at the Bibles here. I, I um, you know, as I looked at the Bibles in my closet, I have uh, probably five or six over the years, but I would say that I've only really lived in three, three of them. I have one that I bought uh, back in 1977. Uh, that was the first one that I really got serious about Bible study with. And uh, since then, I've had two other ones uh, that I have used to teach with over the years. You may have seen them in The Great Adventure or on EWTN. Uh, or live at a, at a conference. A couple of them have been rebound uh, at least twice uh, because they got so, you know, rattle-tattled and torn and everything else. 
So uh, they're kind of in retirement, but I bring them out to look at the notes now and then, and, and it uh, really brings back great memories. You know, in my Bibles, I, I, I write in them, but I also write at the beginning and the end uh, important things in my life. And uh, I, for example, wrote down uh, the day we found out that uh, we were pregnant with Carly, our, first, our firstborn. Uh, I even wrote down in the beginning of my Bible that the first day that I, I heard her heartbeat at the doctor's. And I wrote a little paragraph about the day that Emily came home uh, from work and said, I think we're going to have a baby tonight. And so I, I kept a lot of notes about life's biggest, you know, um, joys and, and also some struggles that, you know, we've gone through. And I put those in the back and in the front of the Bible just as a reminder that God has taken us through good times and bad times with his word. And he has led us uh, with his hand upon us. It's been really, really good. Well, one of the first questions that you gotta, you got to ask yourself is what, what Bible are you going to use? And I can give you a little bit of advice on that. You, you certainly, if you're Catholic, you want to use a Catholic Bible. There's 73 books in a Catholic Bible. Uh, in a Protestant Bible, there's 66 books. So we have, uh, we have seven more books. We call those the deuterocanonical books, the second canon. And um, uh, like Sirach and, and so forth. But uh, make sure that you get one with 73 books. And there's, there's two translations that we really recommend for Bible study. One is the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. And that's what I use a lot you know, to teach from. And that's, that's what uh, is used in the Catechism. And then um, the New American Bible. And now that one is used in Mass. And that's, a, that's another good translation. You know, speaking of translations, uh, it's, a, it's important to delineate the differences between uh, types of Bibles. If you go to a Christian bookstore or you go online and you think, oh, I'm going to buy a Bible, uh, you, you're going to find all kinds. And they really fit into three categories. You have uh, on one end, on the left end, I guess you could say, you have a paraphrase. And uh, a paraphrase is like the Good News Bible. And uh, a paraphrase is real loose in the translation. It's, it's really a thought-for-thought -thought translation. And so you would get things like um, uh, the Lord's, the, God's word is like a flashlight on my path, you know, rather than a light or something like that. So they take license to, to, uh, to describe uh, thought for thought, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's uh, insightful and sometimes it, it makes you think in a different way. And there's really nothing wrong with reading a paraphrase, but it, it's important to realize it's not a translation of the Bible. It's a paraphrase. And then on the far end, uh, to the right then, you would have a translation, which is a word-for-word uh, -word translation. That's what the RSV, that's the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition, plus the, the NAB, the New American Bible, those are translations. Uh, some Protestants use uh, translations like the New American Standard Bible, or the English Standard Version, or the King James Version. Now, we typically like to study with a translation, a word-for-word -word translation like the RSV Catholic Edition and the NAB. Now, in the middle between a paraphrase and a translation is what's called a dynamic equivalent, like the NIV, the New International Version. Uh, a dynamic equivalent is where you have attention paid to thought-for-thought -thought and word-for-word. -word. It's kind of the best of both worlds, and it's a nice reading Bible. Uh, I like to read from those uh, now and then, but I primarily stay with uh, translations. And uh, I like the RSV Catholic Edition, the New American Bible, 
And of the, the Protestant versions, that's the 66 books, I do like to read the English Standard Version as I'm studying because it is such a good translation. And I'm hoping that someday that's going to come out for Catholics. I really, I really, really do. But get a Bible you can live in. Get a Bible that you are not afraid to mark in because that's what we're going to be talking about on the show today is marking and marking up your Bible. And, and, and uh, you can't be afraid of that. You can't be timid. you got to get in and... And uh, this is a love letter written by your Heavenly Father who has come down to your level and he has adapted himself to your weaknesses. He's accommodated himself to, to your limitations and he wants to speak to you as a father. So we can't be timid, you know, and we, we can't be afraid of the Bible. And you, you can't get, you know, stuck in a rut where, oh, I'm not going to write in it, I'll ruin it, you know. This is a place to meet God. Uh, later on, I'm going to do a whole show on Lexio Divina and talk about, you know, how, allowing God to speak to you on a daily basis. And if you do that, you want a Bible that you can that you can live in. Now, once you decide on one, so let's say you decide decide on the RSV Catholic Edition, which is what I use typically to teach with, uh, then you're going to you're going to want to decide: do you want a you want a hardcover, do you want a leather cover, or do you want a paperback? Well, the paperback's not going to last as long. Uh, the hardcover. Uh, is, is nice if you want to uh, underline without having to put uh, the Bible down on um, a table or something. Uh, and the hardcovers usually last pretty, pretty well. And, and uh, if, if you get to the point where it's really torn apart, you can always get a, a new cover put on it. Uh, many people are going with the leather. Uh, and, the, and the reason for that is that it's, uh, it's soft, it, uh, it lasts a long time, it has a good binding. Um, but it, but it also feels good, you know, and there's, there's something about the Bible being different, uh, the inspired Word of God uh, that almost deserves, you know, some special treatment, a leather Bible. Uh, and, and that's what I typically have. I, have, I've, I think I have all of mine are leather Bibles, but I also have Bible covers uh, on my Bibles, and I've taken a picture of two of my, my Bibles uh, the, the one on the left, the brown Bible, on one of the pictures there, it has the two Bibles side by side. That was a cover that I had made for that, that particular Bible. And that Bible was used a lot on EWTN at Steubenville, Franciscan University. Uh, and that was, a, that was a custom job uh, that we had for that, that one. I think it probably cost me 45, 50 bucks or something like that. The one on the right is one that is made out of Italian leather, and it is beautiful. It is so soft, and everybody that sees it wants to touch it because it's just it's so beautiful. Uh, that is a Bible cover that fits the RSV Catholic Edition. And uh, I'm going to give you a little a website you can go to if you're interested in getting that one for your RSV Catholic Edition. And that website is simply catholicbiblegear.com. That's catholicbiblegear.com, and you get a choice of several leathers, colors that you can uh, choose from and order your own uh, Bible cover. Uh, they'll last forever. I mean, these are incredible, incredible Bible covers. So catholicbiblegear.com, something my wife and I work on on the, on the side. Okay, so we've got a Bible. We might have a cover. Uh, now, now, you're going to want the tools to uh, underline and to mark in your Bible. And I'm going to tell you what I use and let me start off by saying there, there isn't a right and a wrong way to mark your Bible. Let me grab my pencils here and my pens. There's not a right, there's not a right or a wrong way. There just is your way, you know. And what, uh, full disclosure, what I have found out in marking my Bible over now 42 years of, 
of uh, reading and studying and marking my Bibles, um, I have found that I start off with a pretty good plan, but that plan falls apart and it kind of turns into a little bit of this, a little bit of that, as far as you know, marking my Bible, which is fine. It, you know, I really don't care uh, because I, I mark my Bibles uh, for different purposes. Like, for example, sometimes I'm doing a book study like James or Galatians for the Great Adventure, and I mark up that whole book just for that study so that it will help me to teach on the fly. You know, I can see things quickly. I've highlighted keywords, circled keywords, um, certain colors for certain things. But there's there's also another way where you, you can mark your Bible, and that is you can, you can have a color-coded system. And some people do that. Uh, for example, uh, they will underline uh, all the key verses that they want to remember in yellow, or they'll highlight it, I should say, the words in yellow. And then they'll take a, a colored marker, a colored pencil, and they'll underline in a certain color uh, certain things that remind them of salvation, like in red or with Mary, uh, the Blessed Mother, in blue or spiritual growth in green. Uh, you can really come up with your own system uh, here and I'm just going to share with you what I do. And you might not want to do what I'm doing because it might seem crazy to you or kind of out of, uh, you know, out of uh, control. But the point is, do something, okay? Now, what do I use to mark my Bibles? Let me tell you what not to use right away. And I even have a picture of one of my Bibles that I used a, a wet marker. I got so excited. Go ahead and turn to that particular picture. You, you can click on that in the show notes. Once again, the show notes are at ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcasts. And you can go to this show and you'll get all the show notes. If you go to that picture, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You'll see that it is all yellow. <laughs> uh, for some reason on that day, I was so jazzed about that chapter that I thought, I'm going to highlight the whole thing. I wouldn't do that again if I had a chance to go back, but I highlighted the whole thing. You can see it. Now, the problem is, look at the next picture. The next picture is one of, after you turn the page, it's 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, and it is marked as well. <laughs> so I made a mess out of it, and it was fairly early on, you know, in the, in the uh, using of that Bible. So I, I felt kind of sick, you know. When, it, when that happened, but oh well, that's life, you know. And now I, here I am all 40 years later showing you uh, my mistakes. But don't use a wet marker. It will bleed through. Good paper in a Bible is called India paper. It's a lighter paper. It is uh, more transparent. It is thin. And so you've got to take care of it. You know, you got to be careful how you turn pages. Uh, you got to be careful what you put in your Bible because it can, it can have a... Um, it, it can wear out the binding. You know, if you start just piling pieces of paper and cards in there, it eventually starts tearing the Bible apart. But don't use a wet marker. Here's what I use. I use, and I, and I took a picture of this. This is in the, in the show notes. I use um, what are called the, what is that company called here? It is the Sanford. It's called a Sanford colored pencil, Prismacolor. And I carry with me four colors. Uh, these, and the reason that I use uh, pencils, colored pencils, is that they don't bleed through. And you can, you can highlight words, you can underline words. And um, I use yellow the most because I use that to highlight words or phrases or a whole you know, verse. And then I have a blue one, a green one, and a red one. 
And I use those for a variety of things. So sometimes I will use all three of them in a chapter when I want to offset uh, or contrast things. Um, I will, uh, I'll use uh, one of them to, uh, to make my main points or I want to remember certain people in that chapter and I will underline those people so that my eye is drawn to that name very quickly when I'm teaching. Uh, or when I'm just reading. So I use the colored pencils and I have the uh, Sanford. Is that what it was? What did I say it was? It is the, yeah, Sanford Prismacolor. And then there's another really good set that you can get by Stadler. S-T-A-E-D-T-L-E-R. It's got, uh, what does it have here? Nine, 12 different colors in it, all the way from black to yellow and they have greens and blues and everything. Uh, and it has a little carrying case with it. I also took a picture of the carrying case that I, I throw in my briefcase to hold my pencils and my pens. I got two pens that I use too. I'll, I'll mention that in just a moment. But, I, but uh, look in the picture, you'll see the plastic tube that I put them in. And I throw that in my briefcase. I don't have to worry about them getting bent out of shape or anything. I just throw that in there and, and it protects them. So I use the colored pencils, but I also use, uh, I use pens. Now, once again, man, you got to be careful. Don't use wet pens, you know, that really wet ink, uh, because that too will bleed and blotch right through your paper. And people get so upset with themselves when they really, when they do that to their Bibles. And I get it because we don't want, we don't want our Bibles wrecked. So here's the pen that I use. And I took a picture of it. It's, I use a red one and a black one to write in my Bible. And I use a zebra pen. It's called a zebra pen and uh, it has a number on it and right underneath the zebra I took a picture F, I think that's for fine point, F301 and then it has a big BP. I'm not sure what the BP stands for but maybe I'll look that up. Who knows? Maybe you tell me what it stands for. So I use, I use the zebra pens to write in the side column or next to a verse, even sideways between columns. You can see in some of the pictures that I provided that I even write sideways, sometimes just to keep a note in there about a particular verse or, or something else. So uh, what do I write? What do I write in my Bible? Okay, well, here's one thing that I do. I, I use these pens, and one of the things that I'm really interested in is the relationship between the Bible and the catechism. And so I, you'll see in some of the, the pictures that I, I use CCC, that's, that's the Catechism of the Catholic Church, CCC, and then the, the paragraph number, you know, like CCC 197, that's the it's 197 paragraph of the Catechism. And I, it's a cross-reference for me that, that brings a relation, that brings a relationship uh, to me between the Bible and the, and the Catechism. And I think it's important for us to see the Bible and study the Bible in light of the, the, the fullness of the Catholic Church. So my Bibles are uh, filled with a lot of cross-references to the Catechism. Now here's another thing that you can do. You can also get your Catechism out, uh, second edition, the big green one. You can get that out and you can go to that particular, uh, that particular um, paragraph in your Catechism. And you can write next to that paragraph, C, and then the verse that you were just writing next to in the Bible. So you've got this catechism in the Bible kind of speaking to each other while you're studying. And it saves you a little bit of time 
uh, in preparing studies and you know CCD lessons, whatever it might be. So that's a neat thing to do is to um, is to make a relationship between the catechism and the Bible. I also use my uh, pens to to uh, write out the meaning of Hebrew and Greek words uh, in the side. You know, I might like for example, you'll see in the Genesis uh, two and three on that particular. Uh, picture, you'll see where I write the word Nahash for the serpent, you know, in chapter 3. Uh, and I write these typically in the margins and next to the, next to the words. Another thing I do is I do cross-references. Uh, so I might have a, a Bible verse that, and I want to remember the New Testament fulfillment of that, okay? Like, for example, in Matthew chapter 3 and 4, Jesus in chapter 4 goes into the wilderness for 40 days He's tempted three times. He quotes scripture to, um, uh, to the devil, and he quotes from Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8. So I write that right next to Matthew 4, right where he says that. I'll, I'll just write it. Uh, someone may say, well, if you look closely, Jeff, it, it actually has it in some Bibles, that, that little cross-reference. I know, it does. And sometimes I'll just circle it or underline it, but oftentimes I want, I want that, re that cross-reference to pop out at me while I'm teaching, so I write it next to uh, that, that verse, okay? So cross-reference. Another thing that I, I, I like to do is I like to circle words, uh, or I like, number one, I like to circle words that I want to draw attention to real quickly. Uh, and I also want to write in the margin a word that will jar my memory about a story. So I, I tell the story about getting beat up as a kid, you know, and I write down the name of the, the, those, the two boys, you know, their last name next to a verse. It always reminds me to tell that story and it reminds me of God's faithfulness and my father's faithfulness. So I, I like to do that. But back to the, uh, back to the um, um, colored pencils for a moment. Here's what I do oftentimes. I highlight in yellow almost everything that I'm really interested in. Then I use the colors to underline a certain word or a name, or if there is like, for example, the Ten Commandments, I will highlight those in first one red, second one blue, third one green, go back to red, blue, green, so that it delineates them for my eye when I'm teaching. Uh, I, like, I like to do that. Uh, and, uh, and there's a good example I have provided for you in First um, uh, Samuel chapter 17, uh, where David takes on Goliath. And I have that whole chapter, if you look at it, I'll just grab it right here myself and take a look at it. If you, if you look at that, what you will see is uh, almost everything in yellow that I want to draw from. And then I, I, I guess on that day I had an orange, or see what I tell you, your, your system starts falling apart. I had an orange uh, colored pencil and I, I underline everything that I wanna draw out of that chapter when I teach live. And this is exactly what I'm looking at every January when I go to Israel and I stand in the Valley of Elah and I teach this teaching. And I don't need any other notes, it's all there. I do little notes in the underneath verses. You can see some of the little things there. And uh, there, I, and my eye is drawn to the next point that I wanna make. That's a, that's a neat way to, to, to mark up your, uh, your Bible. Okay, so back to, uh, back to mark, marking up your Bible. Remember, there isn't one system for everybody. You're gonna be tailoring this uh, for yourself. 
but you're going to make mistakes and just it's okay it's all right you know we're not we're not perfectionists we're going to make a mistake look at the pictures that i provided for you i've made so many i've made so many mistakes but you know what i have lived in these bibles they've been so good and have so many uh, really, really wonderful, wonderful memories. Uh, if you are a teacher, uh, I would really recommend that you come up with a system where you highlight and then you with yellow, and then you use how many colors you want. I, I use three other colors: blue, red, and green. You can use ten if you want. I, I've seen some people uh, riff off of what I'm doing, and man, their Bibles look beautiful. Uh, I'm I'm jealous in a good way, thinking, oh, I like, wish I had that much discipline like you. I've seen artists who draw little pictures and things in the columns of their, of their Bible. Uh, but make sure you get a Bible, you know, that has a little bit of a um, space on the side that you can do a little bit of writing. And in the front, as I said, in the back, use it as a place to write down some special moments in your life, uh, special times where God really came through big time in your life. And you want to remember that and you want to remember... Uh, some of some of the details. Okay, so that that would be uh, that would be good. So uh, one other suggestion I would make is to get a, a small notebook to accompany your Bible. I use a moleskin, M-O-L-E-S-K-I-N. I think that's the way you spell it. And I keep a lot of notes in that little notebook, and I use it for Lexio Divina. And as I said, we're going to do a whole show in the future, you know, on Lexio Divina. I got a few more things I want to share with you about uh, the Bible and uh, what I'm doing with it, uh, but we'll do that right after this. Hi, I'm Father Mike Schmitz, and I want to invite you to join me at the National Catholic Bible Conference this coming May, May 5th through the 7th in Houston, Texas. At the conference, you will hear from an amazing lineup of presenters who will help you grow in your faith and your understanding of the Bible, including Jeff Cavins, Dr. Michael Barber, Sarah Chris Meyer, Thomas Smith, and Dr. Ed Sree. To learn more and to register, go to catholicbibleconference.com. I hope to see you there. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about marking our Bibles today. I've never heard anybody do a show on that before, but we're, uh, we're doing it and we're giving you the show notes and I'm giving you kind of an inside look at uh, my Bible. Uh, about, oh, what was it? 1997, I think it was. Uh, Dr. Scott Hahn and I, or 98, Dr. Scott Hahn and I did a show for EWTN called Our Father's Plan, which we use the Bible timeline as the kind of the, 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 uh, the guide for the whole 13-week series. And uh, then we, we, we talked with each other for about an hour about each of the periods of salvation history. And we had a very interesting point in that study where I looked over at Scott's Bible, which made my Bible looked pretty unmarked, actually. Uh, his was so marked up. And uh, I looked at it, and I grabbed it, and I, 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 I lifted it up to the camera. I said, look at this. Look at this. That became one of the, the most sought-after points of all of those shows that we did because people want to know how or get ideas on how to mark your Bible. And, and I understand that, and I get it. I want to share with you one technique that some people use, which is good, and I have used it on a limited basis in my Bibles. It's called a chain reference, a chain reference. If you are interested in sharing with somebody a particular aspect 
of the Catholic Church, let's say Mary. Uh, oftentimes people say, I wish I could share with other people from the Bible about Mary, but I can't remember all of that. Well, that's okay. That, that's all right, because we can, we can compensate for that. And here's how you can do it. You can compensate by, at the beginning of your Bible on one particular page, write down the chain that you want to start. Maybe it's the Blessed Mother. Then underneath that, write down the very first verse that starts the chain of thought on Mary. Then go to that verse. Let's say it's Genesis 3.15. The seed of the woman will be a, you know, the, I'll put enmity between you and the woman. And the seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Okay, that's typically the beginning point for teachings about Mary, the seed of the woman, the woman. So that's the beginning of your chain. Then you can create on your own, or you can order from Ascension Press the um, uh, Bible Thumpers, two different cheat sheets that give you chains on different topics. You can actually use those and put them right in your Bible. So underneath Genesis 3.15, you'll put maybe four or five or six, seven more verses that lead you down the chain to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary. So once you go to Genesis 3.15, which is the first one, to the right or in the margin of Genesis 3.15, you write the second one. Then when you go to the second verse, you write the third one next to it. You go to the third one, you write the fourth one next to it. These are called chain references. And you can do that with, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 different topics if you want to. And it suddenly turns your Bible into uh, really a useful tool for showing people you know, the truths about the papacy, about the Eucharist and the real presence of God. Um, uh, the saints, uh, purgatory, whatever, whatever it is that we oftentimes have a hard time showing people, we can create a chain reference right there uh, in our Bible. And that is really, really helpful. Really, really helpful. So that's a beginning. And I just wanted to share with you how I mark my Bible, but I, but I, mark, I mark my favorite verses. I mark chain references, I, I, I highlight names, highlight keywords right in the column. And it is, it's, it's amazing because as I teach, like for example, uh, I think I provided, yeah, I provided it for you, the picture of uh, Gospel of John chapter one. When I think of John chapter one, that's what I think about. And I even know where the verse is that I've memorized. I know where it is on the page and I can go to it very quickly. Now, if I, if I got a new Bible that was laid out differently, I'd be searching a little bit more for it. But I have like muscle memory now with color and, um, and position on the page. It's like muscle memory. Now, I want to I conclude by, by, by doing one more thing, and that's this. If you've got a problem navigating through your Bible, we've got some tabs from Great Adventure Bible tabs on ascensionpress.com. And you can get those and put them on your Bible. And it, it literally has a tab for every book in the Bible. And it's color-coded by the 12 periods of salvation history in the Bible timeline. That might be helpful for you uh, as well. Now, I've also known people that got uh, 12 different colors. And uh, they started to mark their Bibles based on what happened in that particular period by using that color. 
That's a lot of work, but I've known people to, to try to do that. In the end, almost everybody that has a system for marking their Bible, it turns into more of a, a mush, but that's not a problem. And, uh, and they start to mark it in ways that are particularly helpful for them. As I close out this show, I am looking at my grandfather's uh, Bible, which I have shared on previous shows with you. And uh, I see that my grandfather used a pen, and that was pretty much it. And he underlined his favorite verses. And isn't it neat? Isn't it special to go back and to see the verses that meant something to my grandpa? That's neat. Now, I've got three Bibles, and uh, those are going to go to relatives someday. I'll probably, before I push daisies, might have one or two more, maybe. Might, uh, might, might do it for my grandkids, you know, give them a Bible. But I think it gives my kids, my grandchildren, my, my heritage, if you will, a look into my heart and my conversations with God. This will even make more sense to you on a future show when we talk about Lexio Divina. Hey, I want to thank you once again for uh, joining me on the show here. Make sure you share this with your friends, your pastor, anybody that might benefit from it. I do appreciate that uh, greatly. The show notes, again, are at ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcasts, and all the links and pictures will be there to Catholic Bible gear, the pictures that I've been talking about. I would love to hear from you. If you've got an idea for a future show, I'd love to hear it. And all you have to do is email me at the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. That's the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com, or you can go to iTunes, listen there, rate the show. That will help us out greatly. And if you want to start a Bible study in your church, at home, at work, guess what? All you need is four people. That's it. You have four people, you start a Bible study with Ascension Press, and guess what? If you have four people and you register and get your workbooks for that particular study, whether it's it's uh, Galatians or James or the Great Adventure, Revelation, whatever it might be, guess what we're going to do? We're going to give you the videos absolutely free. That's right. It's digital delivery. It's free. Free sign up. No monthly fee. No monthly fee. And we're going to have you're going to have access to over forty studies that we have put together. All you got to do is have four people. Most of, most of you are going to have 10, 15, 200, 300 people at your church studying. So that's a no-brainer. But if you want to start a study at work or start a study with uh, your girlfriends in the neighborhood, whatever it might be, uh, we're going to provide all of that free to you. Just register. Go to ascensionpress.com, register your group, and you can even communicate you know, with your group. And, and uh, uh, you can find out who's registered in your group. And it's just it's a turnkey operation. We're really, really thrilled with the digital delivery that we've built and even more thrilled that we can give you all the videos absolutely free. Kind of unheard of. All right, my friend, it's good to, good to talk to you. Let's close out in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you for my friends who have joined me today. We are delighted with your word, Lord. We delight in you. We thank you for leading us and guiding us in our lives with your word and comforting us in the difficult times. Jesus, help us to be more, more efficient and faithful disciples as we study your word and we keep track of the things that have touched our hearts so deeply. 
Thank you, Lord, for the Word of God. Thank you for giving us uh, free access to Bibles today where we can talk with you, our Papa, our Father. We thank you for this, and we ask for the intercession of two great Bible scholars, St. Jerome and St. Augustine. Pray for us in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have a great week. God bless you.